Censorship and the suppression of reading materials are rarely about family values and almost always about control, about who's snapping the whip, who is saying no, and who is saying go. Censorship's bottom line is this. If the novel Christine offends me, I don't want to just make sure it's kept from my kid. I want to make sure it's kept from your kid as well, and all the kids. This bit of intellectual arrogance, undemocratic and as old as time, is best expressed this way. If it's bad for me and my family, it's bad for everyone's family. Yet when books are run out of school classrooms and even out of school libraries as a result of this idea, I'm never much disturbed, not as a citizen, not as a writer, not even as a school teacher, which I used to be. What I tell kids is, don't get mad, get even. Don't spend time waving signs or carrying petitions around the neighborhood. Instead, run, don't walk, to the nearest non-school library or to the local bookstore and get whatever it was that they banned. Read whatever they're trying to keep out of your eyes and your brain because that's exactly what you need to know. Stephen King Welcome to Angry Typewriter, a podcast about writing and the writing life. I'm Paul, and today's episode is not so much about writing as it is about reading, because this is Banned Books Week in the United States, and Banned Books Week is important. It's important to you as a writer, it's important as a reader, it's important as a citizen. So let's talk a little bit about what Banned Books Week is and what it means to you. Put simply, Banned Books Week is an event that's held annually, usually towards the end of September, that celebrates the freedom to read. During this week, libraries and schools and cities, as well as independent bookstores, will be highlighting books that have been banned or attempted to be banned in the past, as well as books that are being challenged today. Now you may think that book banning doesn't go on in the United States, or at least certainly doesn't go on in 2019. Well, guess again. Just this month, in case you didn't see it, a Catholic school in Nashville, Tennessee, banned the Harry Potter books because a priest there believes that the books include both good and evil magic, when in fact there is no such thing as good magic in his opinion, and that they also contain spells which if read by our children can conjure an evil spirit. According to the Reverend Dan Rehill, he consulted exorcists in both the U.S. and Rome, and they recommended banning the books at St. Edward's Catholic School. Now, it's worth noting that the Vatican does not have an official position on the Harry Potter books, but each local diocese and each local priest has their own official capacity to ban such books. I would ask the good reverend one question. If reading the books can conjure evil spirits, and they've been read by literally half 
a billion kids and adults over the past 20 years, then why has Lucifer and his minions not completely taken over everything? Maybe even Satan doesn't want Nashville. Now, for most of my bookish listeners, that's just a ridiculous example. But it happened, and it happened this very month. I'll give you another ridiculous example of book banning. We all know, if you listen to this podcast with any regularity, how much I love Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway's first novel, The Sun Also Rises, was once banned in Nazi Germany because it was too decadent. Then it was banned in the Soviet Union because it was anti-communist. And then in the 1980s, it was banned in a Florida school district because it was pro-communist. Banning books is never a good idea because trying to control the flow of ideas is never a good idea. If you don't like a particular book, hell, there's tons of books that I don't like. But if you don't like a particular book, the answer isn't trying to keep anyone else from reading it. The answer is simply, don't read it yourself. If it's not any good, other people won't read it either. If it's an idea you don't like contained in the book, or a certain lifestyle, a political viewpoint, whatever it may be, if you're opposed to that, don't try to ban the book. We live in America. This is democracy. Don't try to ban the book. Come up with ways to refute the ideas put in it and have that debate. Or, conversely, open your mind a little bit and see if maybe some of those ideas are actually correct and you've just held on to faulty ideas for too long. There's a million different possibilities. And that's the key thing. There are many possibilities. There's no one in America today, there's no one in the world today, that can be the arbiter of what other people should or should not believe, should or should not read, should or should not be exposed to. That is an individual choice that we all get to make. Intellectual freedom is one of the single most important freedoms we have as human beings. And we fought many wars and many battles in America to achieve that freedom. And we can't just give it away because some lunatic doesn't like a particular kid's picture book. You need to go out this week to your local library and you need to support them. There's going to be events all week, both at bookstores and at libraries, celebrating the freedom to read. Check out a book you wouldn't otherwise have. Check out a book that you might not otherwise like. Support the freedom to read for everyone. And I would like to say, regarding the banning of the Harry Potter books, whether it be in Tennessee or anywhere else, I would like to say to the Reverend Dan Rehill and anyone else who would ban those books on religious grounds, if you have a faith that is so weak that it is threatened by an 11-year-old fictional wizard, then maybe you need a different faith. Get out there this week, hug your librarians, check out some banned books, and my recommendation for the week, this is a short episode, my recommendation for the week, one of the Harry Potter books. Read it 
And then I want everyone that listens to this to send a glowing review to the Reverend Dan Rehill at St. Edward's Catholic School in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's get this started and get some get some feedback to the good Reverend. Anyway, enjoy Band Books Week. Have a great week and keep on reading. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining, especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the support this podcast link on the Anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep these episodes coming, and it will also go a long way making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.